Welcome to the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, August 17th. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. Well, gold fell below the $1,200 mark this week, and the dollar continued its strength, hovering around 14-week highs. So, basically, the same news that we've seen over the last several weeks. Now, you would think that with all of the turmoil in the world right now, you'd see more of a safe haven bid for gold. You've got an unfolding currency crisis in Turkey. You have the continuing trade war, ongoing tensions with Iran. But it's the dollar that's getting the safe haven bid. Now, I'm not sure of the wisdom of counting on a fiat currency backed by trillions of dollars of debt as a safe haven, but that seems to be the investor sentiment right now. Speaking of investor sentiment, the Dow surged 396 points yesterday after China said it was set to resume trade talks with the United States. There were no specifics, and no details about an agenda were released, but everybody was still giddy. Basically, this is just another in a long line of reasons for stock markets to climb. In fact, next Wednesday will officially mark the longest bull market in U.S. history. Or perhaps we should say it's the longest stock market bubble in U.S. history. In his podcast yesterday, Peter Schiff said there is always this kind of euphoria right before a crash. Near the end of a bull market, people are really insane about what news they consider to be bullish, and so the market was bid up on what really amounts to nothing. The fact that we're nearing the longest bull market in history should give investors pause. We're due for a downturn, just based on market cycles. But that's not how the mainstream is spinning it. All the pundits are optimistic, saying the bulls still have a long way to run. We're not hearing anybody out there in the mainstream financial press saying, hey, be cautious. We're living on borrowed time. Bull markets don't normally last this long. Instead, we're getting, hey, let's celebrate because good times are going to keep on rolling. Now, I don't think so, and neither does Peter. He said the biggest bull market ever is going to be followed by the biggest bear market ever. Of course, nobody believes it. We're all partying like it's 2007 right now. The headline economic data that came out this week was retail sales. Of course, it created more optimism. Retail sales rose 0.5% in July, following a downwardly revised advance of 0.2% in June, according to the latest data released by the U.S. Commerce Department. Economists were expecting to see an increase of 0.2% in last month's headline number. Now, that downward revision, that was from 0.5%. So, we went down from 0.5 to 0.2 in June. That means that, yeah, we got a big jump in July, but it was from a much lower number in June. And we have to remember, these sales numbers aren't adjusted for prices. In other words, just because sales go up doesn't mean consumers are buying more stuff. They could simply be paying more money for the same amount of stuff, or they could even be be paying more for less. That would actually show up as a boost in retail sales. We know inflation right now is officially at around 3%, and it's probably a lot higher than the CPI indicates. Just look at your own budget. Are things getting more expensive? They sure are for me. So the upward tick in retail sales doesn't necessarily mean the economy is pumping out more stuff. You have to take all of these numbers with a grain of salt. Now, like I said, we're partying like it's 2007. 
I'm amazed at the number of times lately that I've been reading some economic statistics or, or data, and I come across the phrase, this is the highest or lowest since 2007, or since right before the financial crisis. Like household debt, now at levels not seen since the crisis. The number of zombie companies, levels not seen since before the crisis. Corporate debt, at levels not seen since before the crisis. Housing prices at levels not seen since right before the crisis. I can go on and on. And if you think back to right before the crisis, virtually nobody other than Peter Schiff and a few Austrian school economists were predicting a crash. Everything was great in 2007. In fact, there were some pundits who were actually saying that we had solved the business cycle, that there would never be another bust. And then there was. I ran into another interesting example of this not-since-the-crisis thinking on Seeking Alpha this morning. Right now, the gold and silver markets are behaving in a way that is very similar to the way it was in the midst of the 2008 meltdown. Gold was taken from $1020 to $700, and silver was pounded from $21 to $7 during the period of time that Bear Stearns, Lehman, and the U.S. financial system were collapsing. The precious metals were behaving inversely to what one would have expected as the global financial system melted down. Massive central bank intervention was at play, according to this article. The article pointed out how, right now, the prices of gold and silver are being dismantled by what appears to be a massive head fund shorting of comics paper gold. Meanwhile, behind the scenes, the Bank of International Settlements has been actively intervening in the physical gold market during July. The use of gold swaps and gold derivatives by the BIS, the gold broker for most central banks, increased by about 17% last month. As, Lo as Robert Lamborn, a consultant to the Gold Antitrust Committee, put it, the BIS refuses to explain what it is doing in the gold market and for whom, engendering suspicion that it is helping one or more of its members to manipulate the currency markets through deception. As the Seeking Alpha article explained it, the BIS is operating in the physical market to increase the supply of physical gold available for bullion banks on the hook to deliver physical gold to countries buying large quantity, quantities of the yellow metal on a daily basis. As long as the BIS can ensure the flow of physical gold remains uninterrupted, the demand for physical gold will not offset efforts to take down the price of gold in the paper derivative markets. The effort to push down the price of gold is to silence the alarm gold provides to signal global systematic distress, or systemic distress, I should say. And there is certainly plenty of that out there. I mentioned Turkey earlier. I posted an article on the Shift Gold blog this week by an economist asserting that the situation in Turkey could easily end up being worse than the Greek crisis. So what's going on there? Well, in simplest terms, Turkey is in the midst of a currency crisis. The value of the lira has dropped to record lows. Year-to-date, the Turkish currency has fallen 45% against the dollar. The official inflation rate is over 15%, but economics professor Steve Hankey said the real annual inflation measured for today tops out at about 101%. Now, the mainstream is focusing on dollar strength, and a trade spat with the U.S. is the things that set this all off, but it's actually rooted in the country's monetary policy, which looks a whole lot like U.S. monetary policy. Monetarists claim a country with monetary sovereignty can create all of the currency at once without any threat of default. 
But monetary sovereignty means absolutely nothing without strong economic fundamentals to back the currency. The Turkish government effectively seized control of the central bank and pushed a policy of money printing, artificially low interest rates, and government spending to boost the economy. Sounds familiar, right? Turkey's money supply tripled in seven years. So nobody wants the lira. They want dollars. But what happens if the world suddenly decides it doesn't want dollars anymore? The U.S. government is trying to fund this massive debt. What if people realize they don't want to basically clip coupons for 3% U.S. Treasury yields? As Peter put it, the Turkish lira and all of these other currencies are going down because everybody assumes all of the money is going to flow to the dollar. What if they're wrong? What if the world doesn't want our paper? Here's the thing. America is basically Turkey. We're doing the same things that Turkey was doing. The irony is that people worried about large deficits, unsustainable current account deficits, artificially low interest rates, and runaway inflation are selling lira and buying U.S. dollars. As Peter put it, that's jumping out of the frying pan and into the fire. Because whatever people are worried about happening in Turkey is going to happen in spades in the United States. People shouldn't be buying dollars, they should be buying gold. But they're not. And that means gold is cheap right now. So this is your chance to get ahead of the game. Call one of our Shift Gold Precious Metal Specialists today to learn more at 1-888-GOLD-160. That's 1-888-GOLD-160. Well, that's a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more and keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week at shiftgold.com news. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap over at iTunes for free. There's a link on our show notes page. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you again next week.